Welcome to Between the Browse podcast presented by Buck Ventures Outdoors, where the guys talk about hunting, God, and everything in between. We've got a great show for you today, so sit back, enjoy, and let's get right into it. Well, guys, welcome to uh, episode five of Between the Browse, uh, still presented by nobody. Uh, well, we're, hey, we're working on it. Hey, I'm working on it. See, I got Vortex right here. Maybe we'll get a yeah. spot there. Uh, today's pretty cool. It's our f- first time to ever have guests on the show. Uh, we've got Lacey Lowry and Tess Monty. Am I saying that right? You Monty, got it. Yeah. Not Maine yeah, or Monty. Yeah, way to Monty. go. There we go. I had to double check that. Um, so a little bit about them. If you're from Oklahoma, you probably know who they are. And y'all tell me if this is right or wrong. So Tess, you're an Oklahoma State graduate. Yeah. Go Pokes. Yeah. Go Pokes. <laughs> You're an award-winning journalist who now works as an anchor reporter for News 6, or Channel 6 in Tulsa yep. since 2012. Mm-hmm. And then Lacey is a Texas native. Which I'm from Texas, so oh, that's good. awesome. I was about to say, are you about <laughs> to rip into me? No, you're not, you're not the only Texan. Uh, she graduated from Baylor. Mm-hmm. I went to Texas A&M. I don't know how you feel about them. Um, I doubt y'all like you to see that. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not Texas, <laughs> it's good. We're, we're, we're good. <laughs> Uh, you're an Emmy Award-winning journalist who now is an anchor for News 9 in Oklahoma City. Yes, and I actually used to work with Tess. So when you said since 2012, I remember the day you started. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. At, at Tulsa, at News on 6. I got so. you. Well, we're glad you are here. This is uh, it's kind of new for us. We never, it's usually just well, us talking about whatever. Got, it definitely got prettier in here and smells better the whole nine <laughs> yards. So, um, so I want to ask you all about that. So were you all both, when you all met at Channel 6, were you all both like new to the job or was one of you more of a seasoned veteran at the time? I think or? I had been there for a year and then Tess uh, joined us from Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we worked together for, I believe, about almost two more years mm. before I moved to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Now, Tess, did you, were you in Oklahoma City once or no? So I worked in Oklahoma City as a producer for about a year. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So technically, I came from Oklahoma City. And so Channel Six and Channel Nine, y'all, y'all, company. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. just Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. Griffin. So Media. we're right in the middle. We can go either way. Yeah. <laughs> One this hour. Is a good meeting point, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what we try to do. We take the weather from y'all. You know, as the storms are coming, and once it gets past, then if y'all leave us and you have to go back to Oklahoma City, you know, because that's where the big storm. Then we try to pick up Tulsa's deal because now they're we're going to them. <laughs> Yeah. That works like out a handoff. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we got a lot to dive into. Um, first, I guess I'll let Jeff kind of speak on kind of what brought us all here, kind of how we're all um, not related, but brought together for yeah. the same, well, same yeah, connected. Yeah, so as we thought through this, you know, guys, this is our first time to have guests on. And, and you know, we could have got a lot of different people, and we talked about a lot of people, and, and we will get, you know, several. But I just thought it would be really cool to start right here, Oklahoma, um, you know, following you guys and, and watching um, how much you love Oklahoma, how much you're giving back. And, and so really, guys, that's what's brought us together is Oklahoma and the outdoors. And even further than that, I see is what you guys do is just so heartfelt. It's, you know, the word selfless, as I looked into you guys and, and, and been following you, you guys are just selfless to, to do for others and using a platform. So that to me, and, and you guys speak on that. Well, for me, I've always said that when it comes to the outdoors and television news, we're getting to showcase the outdoors to an audience who may not have ever been introduced to it. So Buck Ventures, you know, airs on a channel where people are interested in the outdoors. And so through television news, we can put it on there and introduce an entire new group of people who may not have ever even thought about 
getting involved, trying to hunt, trying to fish. And mm-hmm. so for me, that has always been the number one goal for me is to get it out there in front of a new audience who might not otherwise have known anything about it. I also like the the impact that we can have to get people off the couch and sure. outdoors, yes. especially when it comes to children. I know electronic devices are just part of our society now, but anytime you can get up and get your body moving outside, getting some sunshine, getting some vitamin D, and then maybe trying something that Oklahoma has to offer, mm-hmm. it's such a win-win. And Tess and I work for a company that allows us to showcase those things, even if we're hunting, even <laughs> if it involves a gun. Sure. We work for an awesome company that says, yes, if that's your passion, promote it, show it, and we will give you the resources to tell those stories. So that's another aspect that's so cool about what we're able to do is we get to talk about our hobbies mm. on the air, mm-hmm. on tel- on a commercial television station. So it's just so cool to be able to share that. Well, and I want to say this, to hats off to Oklahoma for that, because I believe we do have a lot of people right there. We're going to stand for mm-hmm. something. And then hats off to that, the company, the news up there, because, again, I was watching some of y'all stuff, and it's, it's you know, I think it was yours, test where you took some people hunting, uh, or no, it was you, Lacey, where they show the shot. Yeah, and, we uh, showed the kill shot. Yes, I, I know the story you're talking about. And, again, you know, feeding their family. I mean, we should not be ashamed of that, but we all know sitting here, that a lot of times, even our stuff on national TV, they're it's like, well, you, yeah, it's censored. Don't shoot it. I'm like, what? This is this happened, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think being in Oklahoma, I, I travel all over the world, and I, I, I say this 100%, I have not found a better state than Oklahoma. It's awesome. I thought this was going to be maybe a two-year stopover, <laughs> and I've been in Oklahoma for 13 years now, and it's it's home now. Yeah, yeah, you chose it. I, I mean, you could have gone anywhere. I know. I thought I'd go back home to Texas, and really, like, the people are so nice in the South mm. anyways, so it wasn't that, but I just thought, oh, I'll just kind of swing through here and I've loved it so much that I've stayed and I see why Tess I see why you love it so much and everyone that's from here mm-hmm. loves it so much yeah, sure. and yeah. I feel like it's my, my second home now I never never thought I'd live in Oklahoma right but <laughs> if we're being hey, honest here we are and I get to do what I love well and tell them how you got here uh yeah so uh, I had to have an internship to graduate college my mm-hmm. senior year and I knew Jeff I knew the show and they'd started this pro staff back then uh, but I had to have an internship and I basically just text Jeff, say, hey, uh, I need an internship to graduate. Is that something y'all do? And he said, well, no, not really, but come on down. We'll figure it out. And uh, flavor. That's good. <laughs> yeah, flavor. And somehow my department signed off on it. They have, I don't think they knew what I was coming to do. Um, and that was 2019, I think. Yeah, and he's the head producer for all, all awesome. our shows. Yeah, so, yeah. You do great work. Pretty Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess going with our love of the outdoors, did y'all grow up? hunting or being in the outdoors your whole life? I grew up outdoors and fishing. I did not hunt. My dad tried to get me into hunting when I was, oh gosh, starting at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And it just did not take for me. I would go out, I would get cold waiting for a deer. I'd fall asleep. I was grumpy. And he finally just kind of gave up on the hunting, but I always loved fishing. And then fast forward to moving to Oklahoma and I tried hunting again and finally it took and I fell in love with it. I did not grow up hunting and fishing. I did grow, I was, I was in sports, mm-hmm. but I was always really interested in it. I think about, uh, I had a good friend, Jamie, and she had a farm pond out in Canadian County. And whenever I would go over there, it was like, can we please go fishing? And so we'd head out 
with our hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As bait. And I, we tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to catch fish. Maybe there weren't any fish in that pond, or maybe they were really bad uh, anglers. I don't know. The hot dogs weren't, weren't the thing there. I'm not sure. We never caught a fish. But we would go out there every single time that I would go that to her house, hilarious. which was a lot. So, um, no, I didn't, I didn't have that opportunity, but was always interested. My mom was a single mom, and I had guy friends who hunted, and I always yeah. thought it was cool but just never really had the opportunity. And I didn't know even, I mean, at that time, there's no social media. There's no really even internet. Mm -hmm. How do you figure that out when you don't have any access, you know? Mm -hmm. Encyclopedia, remember? (laughs) Yeah, the the yellow pages. (laughs) Jeff Danker, please. All all I can think of right here is I just picture this pond. I literally would like to say, let's go see this pond because it's probably, I just picture this mud hoe and they're out there with these hot dogs. Like two foot deep. It's like a flood control area. We were, we were sure trying, though. <laughs> I'll have to ask her dad. Did, did yeah. you guys even have fish in that pond? <laughs> or was that oh, some cruel joke that you were making? But no, uh, it wasn't until I moved to Tulsa, uh, I met my husband, and that is what really lit the fire in me for the outdoors, and I've been making up for a long yeah, time he's kind of took the back seat, looks like. <laughs> <Bless him. laughs> he would say to all the men who are listening to this, don't get your wife started into hunting and fishing because you'll never get to do it again. You get fished on the back burner. <laughs> no, he, he enjoys uh, no. uh, getting to be part of it. And, and I tell you, that's just another testimony of uh, actually both of you. I know you're fixing to get married. Mm-hmm. and. And so she's off the market now. So, <laughs> yeah, but, big time if you uh, could see her ring. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll show that. Well, no, we're probably not. That might the guys be like, don't be showing that. Lacey hasn't been on a boat since she got engaged because she just <laughs> goes right to the bottom. <laughs> Oh, man. Make us all look bad, yeah. What's J.D., right? J.D., Thanks, J.D. (laughs) Now, uh, another testament of, um, you know, a husband and wife out in the outdoors together. Uh, You know, they say if you pray together, you stay together. And I believe if you're out in the outdoors together, truly God's great outdoors. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing like it. No. I I was out with him yesterday. We were spoonbill snagging on the river, and it was just the two of us. And, you know, it was just kind of a regular day on the river, nothing exciting. I mean, we were catching fish. And I just looked over and I thought to myself, how lucky am I that we have this relationship where we both just want to do this Mm -hmm. all the time? Like in every free second we have, we want to be out doing this. I just... I, I think it's so cool, mm. and I feel really, really blessed to sure. have that opportunity yeah. to have him in my life. Now, J.D.'s a hunter, right? Yes. I've, I've actually um, kind of taught him some, believe it or not, because <laughs> I still consider myself pretty new at it. I've only been doing it for about 10 years, um, but he's about five years in, and so some of our first dates were actually hunting or fishing, uh-huh. which was so cool and mm-hmm. so much fun, and I you know, I can't have him out-hunt me, so I was like, <laughs> all right, this so is we kind got, of an audition if you really think about competitive it. Competitive girls, yeah. you go over and sit by that brush pile. I'll go down here. Go over to this pond that doesn't have any fish <laughs> yeah, in it, so you, you can catch them. I, I know a pond in Canadian <laughs> County where you can send them. <laughs> oh, um, y'all have known each other a while, haven't you? Mm-hmm. How'd y'all meet? Uh, at work. Yeah, so okay, we both okay, used yeah. to work at News on 6 in gotcha. Tulsa, and uh, we were both reporters at the time well, coming in. Well, and I kind of say that Lacey and I, we had an experience noodling together, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was kind of the catalyst for both of us yes. to become more interested in the outdoors. So we did this noodling story, and 
It's hilarious. We were terrible at it. We kept losing fish. But it was something that neither of us had tried before. Literally, that was the story. Let's go try this noodling thing. And we fell in love with it. Just just being outdoors, trying something new. We were terrible at it, but we had the best time. Uh, Tess literally met her husband, (laughs) you know, what would later be her husband on like the second noodling trip that we went on. And my best catch. Absolutely. (laughs) And it just kind of led to this of, hey, let's try, let's keep trying new stuff. Let's, let's Let's, whether it's hunting or fishing or anything in between, just try something new and just see if you like it and maybe share that with other folks. Well, and I got to, just before we go any further, guys, if you're wondering about this, it's noodling. Is it noodling, noodling, or noodling? Well. And and they may not even know what it is. A lot of these people. Okay. Oh, that's true. We need to explain that. So noodling or hand fishing. Mm Mm-hmm. Your phone oh. hands, yeah. Someone's caught your fish are calling you. <laughs> Come catch us. <laughs> Noodling is hand fishing. So it's when you, you know, go into the lake or to the river and you find catfish holes where they're spawning and you go in with your hand and you're waiting for a fish to bite you so you can grab it with your hand and pull it out. And why do they bite you? Well, they're territorial. They're guarding their space. Mm-hmm. They're spawning. They're on their eggs. Uh, typically, if, if it's just one, it's probably a male on the eggs. If it's two... I think if y'all got your mouth open, we do too, because we're like... I've tried a lot of things, but I don't think I'll ever... So let me just tell you this. Tess will take it. It's incredible. Uh, I'm obsessed with noodling. I mean, that's what we do in the summer. But we've taken a lot of people on the boat who get on, and they're like, I would never... I don't want to try it. I don't want to do it. No way. And then they watch somebody do it, and then they watch somebody else do it, and then they're like... Yeah. I think I might try that. Yeah. They see that it's not quite as bad and as scary as you think, yeah. and that we're not going to get you in a hole with a beaver or yeah. a snapping turtle or a water moccasin. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to keep yeah. you safe. <laughs> yeah, I sat in the boat. I mean, I actually did it once. I was um, I was pretty young. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I would fight a grizzly bear. I've been up against the bears in Canada, whatever, but I'm literally, they got me a ufala, and they're like, <laughs> and you can't well, do it. Well, they said, here, we're by the, there was this beach. You know, there's all these people swimming. They're like, well, here's this boat ramp. There's some big fish in there. And I was looking at them like, what? So they took me, guys, and they stood me. And I was the guy standing. They, they lined us up, you know, with our legs uh-huh. with this boat ramp. Well, this guy, he's got this rope. He goes underwater, and I swear he stays underwater for three minutes. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like going underwater, listening, and I'm coming back up. going, And I'm like, dude, this guy dead? <laughs> we should go well, check on him. Well, this one fish hits my legs. Biggin'. And you're out. Oh, I, no, I just opened it up and let him run away. You're like, excuse me, sir. Sorry about that. <laughs> Didn't mean to get in your way. So he comes back out and he's like, dude, you got to stay put. And I'm like, I don't think I can. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, this guy goes under and he, he takes the rope and goes through the gill mm-hmm. and, and brings it out and hands me one piece of rope. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, you know, <laughs> and I drag this fish up on the bank and there's 100 people there. It's like a 50 pounder. <laughs> Clears the beach. I mean, they're like, oh, my gosh, Don't that's in the water. In water. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that was my experience, but I've not done it since. Well, you did it at the um, one of the shows. Oh, you, yeah, gosh. Did you go into one of those tanks? I went. They, they had me do it. I actually swam down and, mm-hmm. in front of all these people and looked like an idiot. Did you catch it? Oh, I got it. I mean, I had to. I mean, what am I doing? There's a seminar. There's people that are They're like, here's Jeff Danker going to go after this fish. I'm like, I'm a deer hunter, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> but you tried something new. That's that's yeah. what it's all about, honestly. No, it is. It's um and again, she's I think she's got it nailed is let somebody don't force them. Because that's how I had to do my girls, even when they were shooting a gun when they were little. Don't force Not it. Not force it, Mm-mm. just 
They're just sitting beside me. Guy got their ears on, and I'm just bam, bam, bam before long. Like, well, Dad, let, let me try. You sure? Mm-hmm. No, I, I got it. Oh no, I want to try. You know, instead mm-hmm. of because I see a lot of dads come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I've my daughter now doesn't want to hunt because it hurt her ears or whatever," and I just think you got to kind of let it be their idea. Mm-hmm. So that's a good that's point. Yeah, a lot yeah, of you can't. Things. <laughs> yeah, you can't force them, especially for someone that's so passionate about it. And you think, "Oh, I bet their kids are eat eat up with the same thing." And mm-hmm. then if you force it too much, they don't want to do it. They want to do the opposite of what you want them to do. So a lot of times it's like. It's cr- uh, create the perfect environment mm-hmm. for it, but like you said, Jeff, let it be their sure. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't force it. Just get them around it, and eventually it'll either take or it won't. Right, and I think that's some of the best advice for you dads, especially because mm-hmm. you want your daughter or your son to mm-hmm. hunt, and especially the sons because they push so hard. Hey, boy, get tough, mm-hmm. you know, and if we would just let them love it, exactly what you said, and just be there. If they want to do it, they'll do it. If they don't, they don't, mm-hmm. and so I wish I could take some of that advice back in the day, but... Yeah. Well, one thing Live about Oklahoma learn. is, say they don't want to go noodling or something, Oklahoma's diverse as far as, yeah. for us, you know, big deer is kind of our, that's our thing, but mm-hmm. they got big deer, we got turkey, we got elk, pigs. Antelope. Antelope. Pheasant. Pheasant. We got everything. So if it's, you know, maybe a kid doesn't want to go noodling, but maybe, hey, I want to go dove hunting or something. You know, Oklahoma has a lot to offer, kind of kind of similar to Texas. In well, a sense. and these girls are doing it. You guys, if you haven't watched, just make sure and go, what is it, Lacey Lowry, mm-hmm. Outdoor Life with Lacey Lowry mm-hmm. and Outdoor Life with Tess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but you guys have uh, probably done more than that than me, especially over the last 20 years because we get so filming for the big game. Yeah. But you guys are doing it all. It's just fun to watch. Well, and I don't want to speak for Tess, but for me it's like, Go try something new because who's your audience? It's maybe a bunch of people that have never tried it, mm-hmm. and they see you try it, and you may not be great at it, but that doesn't matter. You're doing it, and then it oftentimes creates a safe enough situation mm-hmm. where someone's like, I mean, she she did terrible, and she had fun. I'll go try it too. Mm-hmm. How, what's your take on that for trying new stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, Matt and I went bear hunting this past yeah. fall. We did not see a bear. <laughs> we we had a lot of donuts out. We had a lot of bears on the trail camera, but they were never there whenever uh, we were in the stand. But uh, I have a long list of things that I want to do, both here in Oklahoma and, and out of state mm-hmm. as well. And I think you do have to try something new. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for us, we're trying. You're big buck hunters. I mean, that's what your show's about. But we've got to keep it changing and doing right. things different um, to just kind of keep it exciting and fresh for the viewers. Mm-hmm. And well, when the truth of the matter, Tess, is we're almost kind of rewinding back there. You mentioned something earlier. You know, yeah, they're turning into our channel because we are hunting and this and that. But I've seen it more and more that we have to do different things. It's not just about, you know, because I think we're, we're sometimes people look and they're like, well, I don't have those resources mm-hmm. or I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to even scale it back. And I've always wanted to educate. That's always what I wanted to do because I remember being that young guy and I was scared to, it's like, imagine a guy that don't know the rules to football. Mm-hmm. You're sitting around a crowd. What are you going to do? Hey, what's fourth down? Yeah, you're going to say, you idiot. Uh-huh. Yeah, you shut up. And that's how hunting was. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know people would say, play the wind. Well, I was over going, dang, how do you play the wind? Is that an instrument? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, with Major League Bowhunter back in the day and, and Buck Ventures is to educate and, and, again, to educate to a five-year-old kid mm-hmm. to possibly help him to get on his way and even teach about where you can go hunt. And Oklahoma's got great, um, you know, public ground that yeah. people don't know about. And the other thing I want to talk about a little bit with you guys is 
the wildlife department here in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. They care about our deer. Now, there is some things that I'm pushing to try to, to, to that I see that I would like to get done. Um, but with JD, is it JD Strong yeah. and, and them guys? And, and if I, I think you were there, but if you're around, they have it this year in Shawnee, that same show where it's one day. Mm -hmm. And I get to go teach seminars and different ones, but we teach on a level of like the very beginner. It was so much fun. Like 101. Yes, mm -hmm. because I got to go in there and these people are in there and they don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun just to, to go back there instead of having to talk like these fancy words or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, it, I think it was the Deer Conference. Yes. I've taught yeah, a, a right. woman in the yes, outdoors right. course twice uh, the last two years. And just and the classes are growing uh, with women. Mm -hmm. And there are all experience levels. And, it's, and the thing about that is women a lot of times, I think, feel more comfortable learning from sure. another woman. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have, you're more comfortable to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see that group grow last year from the year before. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what you're talking about. Another part of what we're talking about is, you know, as we age, and if we do not replace ourselves in the hunting pool, then you have lost a hunter. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so creating a new passion, whether it's in a middle-aged person that you meet and teach, whether it's in a kid, whether mm -hmm. it's in a mom who never thought she could go along uh, to deer camp. If we're not replacing at least one person with ourselves, mm -hmm. then this is a dying thing, mm -hmm. hunting and fishing in the great outdoors. We have to replace ourselves yeah. and create, cr uh, recruit more people to create more you know, outdoorsmen in whatever capacity that is. Sure. But when you look at the hunting numbers, that's how you create this hunting heritage that Oklahoma mm -hmm. has is, is it's passed along. But if you don't pass it along, then then it's dwindling. Well, well it's looking it's looking good now because women are the fastest growing demographic say, yep. in the hunting mm -hmm. and fishing industry. And in Oklahoma, from 2011 to 2021, so in a 10-year period, the hunting and fishing license sales for women in the state of Oklahoma mm -hmm. was up 44%. Right. That's awesome. So that's huge in a 10-year period. So we're going in the right direction, but we just have to keep that momentum going, yeah. whether it's through Lacey and me doing stories yeah. or social media, other women out there. I mean, there are so many women who are influencing. Well, you're this inspiring industry. not only the person you're taking hunting, but I believe you guys are inspiring women. And, and and that's just it, man. When a woman does it, a mom does it. You're going to get more people involved at a quicker space. And and you know, I was watching. I think in that same hunt where you know that buck fever. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't hardly, you can't explain that. No, you can't. But that feeling of, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was an athlete and rodeoed a lot and stuff. And, you know, started getting older. I, I couldn't compete. I, I couldn't. And, and it that's what was my life. Mm -hmm. But I can still go out and compete against a doe mm -hmm. or a big buck or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that right there is what I, it drives me. I just love to go head to head. And, you know, a lot of people watch our show and they're like, oh, Jeff's up in a tree and he killed a big one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that took 93 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you saw 30 minutes. Of what, uh, and that's the thing is that people don't see, you know, uh, you see the, the one shot of the deer that mm. I got. You didn't see that I sat in that stand and I mm -hmm. hiked a mile in and a yeah. mile out on public land some mm -hmm. of the times to, you know, for 30 days before I got that. Mm -hmm. You just see that one thing and, and think that it was just maybe handed. Right. Well, and all, yeah, all the summer work that goes, I mean, for oh, us, man. you know, it's, yeah. it's 365, 24-7. Mm -hmm. We we have meetings and we just talk about deer. <laughs> Business yeah. meetings. Our, our five, seven staff's up here a lot too. And they'll come by and they're just, they're just looking at us like. Y'all still talking about deer? <laughs> what are y'all doing? 
Uh, well, one thing I talked about trying stuff new. I uh, a few weeks ago I went paddle fishing for the first time. Heck uh-huh. yeah! I don't know if y'all been, yeah. but it was. He hadn't. You haven't been, right? No. It was oh, a crazy. Man. It was the craziest thing. Take I've, him. Yeah. Well, we, it out. We, got, take you. we <laughs> got a guy, but it was. It was crazy. I'm not a. I'm a. I'm a deer hunter. I'm not a giant fisherman. I. It's not that I don't like it. I just put most of my time and energy towards deer. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I went on this, and it was. You, you got to go. Did yeah. you do it from a boat or did you we do did it from, from the... We did it from a okay. boat. Yeah, we actually have a, a pro staff guy who um, started a guide business. And uh-huh. he, yeah. It's, what, what's, where is, what town? Um, so he's out of uh, OK, Oklahoma. I, we were fishing Keystone Lake, Keystone, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, so Keystone is where the world record paddlefish was mm-hmm. caught uh, summer before last, mm-hmm. 164 pounds. Yeah, so they they There's catch a lot. They there. catch yeah. a lot of seventies and eighties and hundreds. I think the biggest they caught was one thirty six. I mean, I, the biggest one I caught was like seventy, and it was a good back workout. It was awesome. The yeah. last time I went, I think I caught a nine pounder as <laughs> a baby. But Actually, again, that's harder than catching a big one. Yeah. I was like, do you know how hard it was yeah. to snag that tiny little it's, thing? It's, it's pretty impressive, right? It's yeah. like my biggest bass is like six pounds, yeah. and that's a that's a big bass, yeah. and that's talking about nine pounder. <laughs> well, these get to be like a hundred oh, and yeah. stuff. So we had a little one, but we were like, hey, we did it on our own, and and that's that trying something new and having fun doing it. So how do you do it from the shore? Are you just throwing it out there and hoping, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah, you're looking for pockets on the river. Got Uh, deep holes where those fish are kind of laid up Uh, you know they're making their spawning run this spring so you do it in the springtime during the spawning run and yeah you're just snagging and because we were on on a boat and we could you know that live scope and we knew exactly how big the fish was we knew exactly how deep he was how far out was from the boat i mean it was really cool the technology is crazy but it's video game fishing yeah it's and i think it i've been out on the boat for for live scope spoonbill snagging well i guess spoonbill I guess you call Grab it snagging. And snagging. <laughs> <laughs> you call it snagging. Um, and I think it's, I mean, it, it's an art to figure out oh, yeah. the depth. How and, to read, and yeah. then, you know, to It's literally, it's like playing them. a video game. You, mm-hmm. you throw your line out, you just watch your, your line fall on the live scope. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it's crazy. How it took cool me a little is bit. it that those prehistoric geriatric fish are in Oklahoma uh, no, waters, which sounds crazy. scary, but they don't want anything no. to do with nobody. Nope. It's like grandpa just floating in yeah. Keystone Lake, like, yeah. and you're snagging him. That's literally what that fish is like. Yeah, if I was on Keystone and I didn't know that they were there, right. I, you would never know that there's Ever. these 150-pound spoonbill yeah. just <clears throat> swimming 15 feet Well, that's the you. deal with Oklahoma. It's so diverse. you got the eastern turkey, the rios, and I believe there's even some miriams in some mm-hmm. pockets. Mm-hmm. And then you got bear you have the the spoonbill fishing. You got big bucks that are totally different in South East Oklahoma than they are over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got two hunters right here where we're at. These acorn type, uh, you know, just got junk everywhere. Yeah, Cluster, real yeah. dark horned deer, and then you come out there and we're shooting three hundred and twenty pounders. Dang! But it's so awesome. And then you got the big mountains and trees and elk. And then you go to Southwest. We were just in Southwest. Uh, Oklahoma on a hog hunt mm-hmm. and saw elk and everything. I mean, it's just crazy what you were Oklahoma. from the air. Yeah, that was cool. Oh man, yeah, that, that was, was awesome. like a dream. Hunt. That was a bucket so cool. list. <laughs> yeah. How you, many did you get? You know, I only got. I shot four coyotes. Uh, it was uh, they was having problems at that day finding a few pigs. But then you know, I only went up a couple times, and then we let a lot. Of, we we took that veteran. Okay. And that's uh, right. he was from Indiana, and um, I think what did we end up shooting twenty some? We probably shot twenty. Was it hard to shoot them on the on the like literally on the fly? I mean, with the moving target, and you're so, moving hey, too. I never missed. <laughs> we cut first, those out. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that. First one, first coyote. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the part we just got up, right? We already. Well, landed. first of all, let me just set the stage. 
I've never been up in a helicopter doing this stuff. So we get in this helicopter. We got there, and you're thinking, okay, are we going to get in a good helicopter? We pull up this place. It's like a $5 million helicopter, oh, brand new. So we get in it. I don't expect he straps me in. He's like, and instead of like you're pointing this way, he says, okay, turn and put your feet out the Ooh, side. Like dangle yeah, out. Yeah, so and you, you got a little deal, and you put your feet there, and then you put the, the, the AR around you, and you're just kind of hanging there. So we go, and he's filming me from this way, and we go up, and then we start going like this. When we get to these big cottonwood trees, we're like 40 foot up. He turns us, he turns it sideways, girls, and he starts going sideways for me, and he's touching the trees with my boots. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I ain't joking. I kind of looked at him, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know this guy well, but he's pretty good. But I look up right off the bat, and I'm like, it's fixing it. There's a bigger tree. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm kind of looking at Toe like, left. yeah. And we're both looking like, and well, he gets that tree and he just, and he just scrapes that one too. Oh my gosh. Well, then all of a sudden, the coyote, you know, you start seeing him down there and he, and he starts, the helicopter starts going fast sideways and then he flushes him. And it's all, I mean, I got it's adrenaline like, right now. <laughs> I mean, you're just fine. Well, coyote, I'll say it's much harder to hit than a hog. Yeah. Smaller yeah, target. Yeah, first one we saw. He was saw, doing what, 90 mile an hour? At least probably. 90. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he was out there a quarter of a mile. The good news is you're not expected to hit them first shot, so you just you just keep you on just loading keep them. Yeah, okay. Sooner or later you're going to hit them. But yeah, the first well, you one. Got, you got banana clips. He's got like 100 banana clips beside you. Oh, my God. So you got like 35 shots. Then you cut out and get another one, whatever. It's yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't need to go do it if you, mm. if you can. It's, <laughs> it looks awesome. I've been thinking about it, and then I heard about a crash recently. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I kind of thought, I saw your I post. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I'll do it eventually. Just make sure it's not a Robinson. Well, this yeah. guy is, in all seriousness, I when I got done, girls, I trust him. I would trust seeing you. You know, because I have been around some people that are a little wild. This guy takes it serious, the safety, and then he's got top-of-the-line equipment. What's, high on the hog? High on the hog. Yeah, high yeah. on the hog. Um, Shameless plug. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, well, where are we? All right. My question is, yeah. so uh, Oklahoma, I think you did a story on it, just started this uh, proposal for this velvet hunt. Mm -hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Ooh, well, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're not allowed to. I don't know if we can give too we much. We can present the facts. That, yeah, I can tell you more about it, yeah. but I can't give you um, an opinion. Well, has anything so happened since it's been since it's so passed it's by the Senate? Got to move on to the House mm -hmm. at this point for them to to decide and consider. I got you. Uh, but it definitely uh, has gotten a lot of interest and traction, mm -hmm. and um, I, I was kind of surprised by the number of people who were not in support of it. Uh, mm -hmm. It felt like. More people were like, I don't, I don't like this. Um, well, first of all, I think in that test, and even myself, I have to guard is sometimes we're scared of change, you know, especially as a bow hunter or a hunter, especially an, even an old school hunter like mm -hmm. myself. I mean, you're just like, you know, I personally like it. I think, uh, I mean, first of all, for me, if I'm selfish, is I've shot two velvet deer in my life, and they were hard. I mean, I, they're just not easy to go find a place to go do it. Now, the one thing that I just want Oklahoma to do is I want to find some money somewhere, girls, that we can we can have more DNR agents. We can have, you know, I am so tired, and not just Oklahoma, and, and everywhere I go, and, and not even for me, but to protect the deer and our wildlife, to be able to have someone to, to, to you can call not to say, well, we don't have enough agents. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we, we're too spread out. And, mm -hmm. and that's the one thing that I'm really trying to push. I'm really good friends with Mabry, uh, Mark Mabry and his dad, Bruce, which are on the board. And, and um, so I get some opinion in it. And, um, but that, that's my deal is I love it, but I think it might take um, more agents to patrol it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, the 
question and concern hunters had, just this is just through reading all of the social mm-hmm. media posts on my page, was that it is a draw hunt, which means I could draw a velvet buck tag, mm-hmm. and you, my neighbor, might not. So then I get a shot at your big buck before you do. And, and so there was some question about the fairness of that. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, these aren't our deer. I, I deal with it all the time. Um, I have big ground, we have, um, and we have little ground, and we try to manage and we pass deer. But at the same time, somebody shoots that deer, I would never say that was my deer. And I don't think that, I think that's stepping over the boundary of, you know, these are wild deer. It's God's great outdoors, sure. his creation. I mean, I had a 190-inch deer that I chased for two years, and yeah. it got killed this year. Hmm. I had another big deer that we called windmill got killed, and I went to this lady and congratulated her. And that's, and again, do I wish I'd have killed it other than her? Yeah. yeah. But I was, you know, it wasn't my deer. But I think it's the fairness of that person gets one extra week than you do. You yeah. don't get to, you don't even get the opportunity. That was the question that I was seeing yeah. a lot on social media. So was it kind of like they would be for it if everyone got to do it yeah. type thing? Everyone, it wasn't a draw? And, and also um, it's only for private land. So you're excluding 33% of our hunters who mm-hmm. use public land. So those were the questions sure. and concerns that I saw for those who were not um, mm-hmm. in support of it. But then there were other people who, you know, said that mm-hmm. they love it and they would love to have the opportunity. To well, I think it's just back. one of those deals that you won't please everyone in this. And, and and I have to be careful, too, because I'm very opinionated and I'm stubborn and pigheaded and I got my ways. So, you know, <laughs> if I was maybe that public land hunter, I might be upset, too. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I think we got to go back to, you know, I start off with y'all selfless. You know, being happy for other people. Yeah, I didn't get to do it this year, but maybe I will next year. But that's, you know, there's lots of controlled hunts, too. I mean, would I love to hunt at the McAllister Ammunition Plant? Well, you betcha I would. I'd get myself a longbow, and I would learn how to Uh shoot it, and I would be out there in a minute if I drew out for that hunt. But I haven't had that opportunity. I did get to go out there for a turkey hunt, though, last year. (laughs) I've been there. It's fun. I like what you just talked about, though, is um, kind of being a cheerleader for, for others. I think that's so important with what all of us are doing here is not getting caught up in uh, jealousy and and talking down about other people and what they chose to do. And it may, maybe it wasn't the way you would have chosen to do it, but hey, we're hunting. We're all doing what we love. I just hate it when it gets so competitive and, and you know, bad talking and stuff. We're trying to get people to go do these things. Mm-hmm. So if all we do is bash each other, Man, I wouldn't want to try it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's it's. It, I feel like as long as someone's doing it legally, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but just because someone says, "Oh, I'd never shoot a button buck," well, for that kid, maybe that yeah. was the yeah. only yeah. chance he ever got. You know, everyone's situation is different, and I, I do feel like sometimes that gets really. We get lost in the weeds on that stuff. Of oh, that's that's not very big. Why'd you shoot that? Well, maybe because that was the one day this year I could go hunting, and that's what walked out in front of me. That's well, the hear- downfall of social media. Yeah, it you is. know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's while social media does so much for hunting, fishing in the outdoors. There's that side of it where I think it kind of scares people off or it embarrasses them mm-hmm. and you know maybe just makes them want to go back inside and, and not give it a shot because they and can't compete that. is what yeah. they feel yeah. like mm-hmm. well and i think even for me over the years girls i've had um you know i have some people lash out at with at me and i had good reason to be upset and and at times i was but over the years if i've gotten older and god i think just give me more wisdom is to 
even give that person a shot, even though they took a shot at me, a lot of times I notice when I reach out to them and say, hey, man, I would help you to get whatever. It's not mm -hmm. that hard mm -hmm. to find this ground. All of a sudden, uh, uh, just a uh, uh, flip, you know, they a switch flips. Mm -hmm. Kill them with like, kindness, right? Yeah, and and because I, I do want to help. I'm like, Lacey, I... I uh, I have been blessed. God has brought us to to you know. I get to hunt for a living. I mean, but at the same time, I take it as a big platform and a big deal that I owe mm -hmm. to um, help. And and again, that's one of the main reasons, girls. I wanted y'all on here is because I know that's what y'all's heart is mm -hmm. too. And that is what I want to build up steam, especially in our lovely state of Oklahoma. You know. Yeah. And it's a big, it's a big responsibility yeah. to, to, to hold that and to carry it and to do things responsibly. And I mean, you want to be giving your best self at all times. And sometimes, especially when you get on those social media threads mm -hmm. and people are, you know, talking about you saying you're a trophy hunter or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You didn't do that. They your called husband. me much worse than <laughs> well, that. You know, I mean, for us, it's like, oh, did your husband? Did your husband shoot that deer? He mm. caught that fish for you. Yeah. No, no, actually, he didn't. You call that a fish? It's like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm just excited that I caught yeah, something that's today. That's a decent fish. Okay, let's see yours. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's hard to to sometimes you just want to get on there and respond. Mm -hmm. You got to take a breath and say, nope, I'm bigger, I'm better than this, mm -hmm. and this isn't worth my time. Well, and it's probably tougher for y'all especially be kind of being in the more, I guess you could say mainstream media, you know, us, we're, we niche. shoot deer. That's yeah. our niche. So <laughs> yeah. obviously we have people who get on and bash us, but y'all, you know, you got more people who are watching who aren't hunters. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, yeah, y'all social media gets blown up from oh, yeah. people. I, I said it earlier. Don't read the comments. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you deal with <laughs> it's it? You just horrible. Don't read it? Yeah. Because you're all, you're never going to make everyone happy, no matter what you do. And you're going to have even some full on haters. There's nothing you can do. So just keep living your life, mm -hmm. do your best, and that type of thing. And, you know, you never know what's going on with other people when they are hateful or mm -hmm. when they try to slam you. It might just be pure jealousy that they wish they could do that thing, mm -hmm. and they're just getting on to you because they can't. They can't yeah. And that's where Jeff, like, hey, if you want to come sometime, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, really? Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. So you just never know what someone's going through. But if you tell someone to try something new and then you make fun of them for the very thing that you told them to go try, yeah. what are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to be nice. You got to be encouraging. And that creates more of the activities that people are getting out and trying something new. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, like Tess said, it's our responsibility. This is something that, uh, you know, obviously we've all been blessed in getting to do and, and what we get to do and hunting. And, and again, I have to think a lot of times like, well, maybe they didn't have the opportunity. I mean, because not everyone does. I mean, and we're trying to create those opportunities, but to to keep going there, I think is huge. I mean, yep. Well, and I think it's where to start sometimes too. Yeah, that's. I think it's cool because there are people. Men a lot of times will reach out and be like, hey. Do you have any advice on where I could take my son or my mm -hmm. daughter? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me some WMAs that, you know, some public land hunting mm -hmm. where I could take them. And so I think that's awesome. Don't be afraid to reach out to, mm -hmm. to those who you maybe look up to in the outdoor industry right. to get some help and some advice. Well, and that's what I've been trying to do more and more is, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up with money. I uh, I, I grew up, my, my dad taught me how to work hard. That's one thing he gave me was a uh, mm -hmm. work ethic. And so when I started and I've tried to help other people is, uh, and there wasn't no social media back then. Um, but I would just be the guy that would get the lawyer that had money and I'd get the construction worker that had money. And then I would find the ground, they would pay for it and I'd go fix it up. 
and they would have a place to hunt, and that's how I did it. Yeah. And then I would have a good place to hunt. That's that's how I did it. So I get attacked a lot is by saying, well, Jeff's got money, and he can go buy this or this and that. And and I, I always say this. I'm not going to apologize for working hard, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm not going to apologize for having good ground because I haven't always had it. Mm-hmm. But I work hard to, to get the very best ground, and, and I, I work hard to take care of God's great outdoors out mm-hmm. there. So I'm not going to apologize for that. But I will try to teach someone, even – even three guys to go together and buy 40 acres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can teach you how to do that. It's not that, oh, you got to have a bunch of money. I mean, I can show you how to do it where it's not. And, and so I think all of us is, is we look at those opportunities to show because you're exactly right. They might not know where WNMA ground is. They yeah. might not know that you can go out here to Woodward, Oklahoma. I'm throwing this out there, everybody, <laughs> to the Cooper management deal that's got some giants, not far from some of my leases. Oh, there's going to be some bad <laughs> people. People are Googling that right now. They're like, you just gave up my honey hole. Uh, I also want to uh, just kind of encourage any women that are listening to to get out and just go sit in the blind, even if you don't want to hunt or anything. Just go see what it's all about. That's how I got started hunting. I didn't just go the first time to go hunt. Mm-hmm. I went to sit mm-hmm. and to watch and to listen and to see like, what is this all about that, that you guys like this so much? And I sat and I listened to the woods wake up and it was the most beautiful morning and the sunrise was incredible. And it, it was so wonderful just to wake up on, you know, God's miracle, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I did it again and eventually... When you create the right situation, what did I say? I said, "Hey, I might, I might try this. Do you mind if I deer hunt with you?" And that's what that's what it did did sure. it for me. That's awesome. And so, if you're listening today and you think, "Oh, I don't want to hunt," just go sit and watch and just see if you can get behind why we love this thing mm. so much, or why your husband or your son loves this so much. Because I guarantee you, you'll like the experience of being out in the outdoors, mm. and it might even lead to an activity that y'all can do as a family. Because getting women in the outdoors, mm. that's an untapped resource right mm. there. Mm-hmm. There is so much opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really recommend, as we're heading into spring, uh, turkey season's coming up, go turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have the shotgun in your hand it is the greatest experience it's so because cool. it's interactive. And so yeah. I think a lot of girls would really be interested in like hearing the talk back and forth mm-hmm. and then to see a, a Tom strutting in to your yeah, decoys. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing like it. Well, and it's it. a little more action packed. And, you know, it's um, my daughter's always loved it. One thing I want to add to this was, um, you know, uh, gosh, I hope I didn't just lose Squirrel. Hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> Job well done. Actually, it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I had it, Lacey. Um, Try some. We were talking new, about getting get women out. out, watching, just well, being. Go ahead. And I'll well, it up. That's that's how my mom is. She she wasn't really a hunter. Now she likes bird hunting. She liked to go pheasant hunting mm-hmm. and all that. When it came to deer hunting or any of that, she went out, sat. And it just wasn't for her. So, I mean, you know, just go try there it. There you go. She, she tried she, it, yeah. She, she, she supports it. You know, she's not against it. You remember what yeah, you said? Yeah, okay, yeah. So <laughs> one thing I was just going to add to that is I think sometimes, you know, y'all started, I think it's a great example here because y'all didn't, you know, just necessarily start as young. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of moms might be out there thinking, well, I missed out on that. I didn't do it. I can't start now. Yeah, I can't start mm-hmm. now. So that's what I was just going to add is just that encouragement. I mean, y'all are the perfect yeah. deal. I was 27 yeah. whenever I started mm-hmm. hunting and fishing. So I went turkey hunting with a woman. This was about in the last four or five years. And she was um, right at retirement age, about 64, 65. And she 
took me on her first turkey hunt ever. First hunt ever really? at 65 years old. Is she is eight up with it now. <laughs> I'm liking all of her pictures. I'm like, Brenda, dang, girl. But she just said, I, I never knew I would love this so much. And my husband never took me. And then all of a sudden I said, take me and I'm doing it now. And, and what is going out hurt? You yeah, know, if you exactly. don't love it, then you don't have to go right, again, and sure. you let your husband go out and do his thing, or or whoever your son. But if you love it, then you know, and you get to keep trying. And Absolutely, doing it. and I would also say to the men, do not make them feel stupid if they ask what could be a stupid question, because mm-hmm. you know that all of us have asked those questions mm-hmm. before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know everything always. No, but it, if they ask those questions, it might seem like, how does she not know mm. this? That's the dumbest thing. But that's part of that knowledge that mm. turns into passion, and you've got a, a partner in another thing that you mm. can take them yeah. into with. Yep. Well, I remember when uh, <laughs> I started hunting when I was four, and I was kind of scared of cat. Believe it or not, you still are. <laughs> he still he has a, he started a show because he doesn't like walk to the stand oh, in the yeah, dark. Whatever. <laughs> So uh, my dad, we'd go coon hunting together, uh-huh. and uh, we'd be out there, and you know them dogs, and I'd be like, "Dad, are you sure?" Yeah, and I'd be, "Dad," and he'd like, "What?" I think I hear something over in the bushes, and you know he'd be like, "No, listen." And he said before long, I'd get him thinking, "Well, I think I hear something over there too." <laughs> so we kind of buddied up, you know. He, <laughs> Scared each other. <laughs> You're on edge. I'll never forget that. He's like, "Yeah, before long, I'd be like, all right, let's go to the house." <laughs> Something's hunting us out here, yeah. That's funny. Oh, kind of just kind of transition. Obviously, talked about hunting, but talked about our platforms where we are today. Where y'all are at now is this kind of what you grew up wanting to do? You know, to be a news anchor and do this kind of stuff, or has that been your dream, or not really? Absolutely not. I had no (laughs) clue that I was going to do this. I wish I had one of those stories that yeah, I always knew I wanted to do this. I got through high school, realized that uh, being a doctor that I always thought I wanted to be probably wasn't great if I don't like the sight of like broken bones and blood (laughs) and stuff. Um, And so then I go into college, got my basics out of the way. And there came a time where it was like, Lacey, you have to choose something. I don't know what I want to do. And I kind of sat down with my parents and I always liked writing I played sports as well, just like Tess. And so I had that kind of sports and competitiveness. And I thought, okay, 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 okay. I'll I'll try sports reporting, like a sideline reporter, you know, Monday night football type thing. So I pursued that. And then I got into the real world to try to get that first sports reporter job. (laughs) They're not many of them. Do you have the the crickets (laughs) sound? Yeah. That was me sending out my tape, trying to get a job, and I couldn't. And so. ESPN wasn't hiring it. Oh, man. Nope, nope. And so. I ended up kind of talking to my parents again, and they said, well, what if you just took a news reporting job at a station? And then at that station, once a sports job came open, then Hmm. you could just transition there. And I said, okay, like a consolation prize. Well, then I turned out to love news. I just was kind of good at it. I'm a news hound. I I love knowledge. I love just learning new things. And so the very thing that I thought I got into it for never really... Um, materialized and I just kept going with news and you know God always has a plan and his plan is bigger and better than ours and so even though this wasn't my plan it has been so great for me and I've loved every minute of it I had to fight tooth and nail just like you said you paid your dues Mm -hmm. Tess knows that too you pay your dues in this industry but eventually it got to a place where I love my job I love my life and it's not at all what I had planned for myself. <laughs> Which blows me away because Lacey is just an absolute natural in the news oh, industry. And we're just a few years apart, but 
she's like my role model in news. It's true. I mean, you do such a good job. You, you, you're a news gatherer, you're a journalist. And so I've just always admired you. And I've just, I was like, she's a natural. So I figured you all, I didn't know that part of your story. I got into this job. Yeah. And just happens that you are a natural. And I do believe God made you to do this. I mean, you do such a good job. Yeah. And, And I love the deal of you paying your dues. I mean, and I think that's what I think a lot of people love that. You know, they, they don't want us to be handed with, a, you know, a silver spoon and you working your tail end off. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. In the news business, you don't really have a lot of other choice, even if you are a natural right. like Lacey is. I mean, it's just, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. But I did, I always, from the time I was 10 on, wanted to be a news reporter. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. And so I worked at my little uh, newspaper in town as an intern <laughs> yes. in high school, then in college. Uh, you know, I worked for a little TV station there and then got my first job in Arkansas as a producer and then transitioned over to reporting while I was there and was willing to work a split shift mm-hmm. morning show, mm-hmm. reporting, producing the 6 p.m. Oh, my gosh. So that's one of y'all read about was in high school. Is that you that was actually had a news job when you were in high school? Well, I, I worked, I didn't, I did a, like a shadowing class um, for a semester with okay. the Tribune mm-hmm. in El Reno. Okay. So it didn't really, I mean, it was more filing Tess papers. Tess is a phenomenal storyteller, just oh. whether it's visually or with words, like she's incredible. I love, love mm-hmm. to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to share Buck Ventures and mm-hmm. you and Jaylee. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can just, I could talk to you for a minute and I could find a way to tell your story. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love that more than anything. Uh, it really, that you, is my passion. Yeah, Lacey, you're right. She is a really good storyteller. I mean, when you're sitting there, well, you know, I, the, you know, I think yeah. we're fixing to talk about it. Is it right if I bring up Kenzie? Yeah. yeah. So Kenzie mm-hmm. Burnside, Burnside. Yeah. you know, that story there and you producing that, I mean, it just gives me chills just listening to it. And, and again, obviously Kenzie doesn't need a, a great narrator, but you being that and finding that story and bringing it out, it was second to none. Tell people about her. So Kenzie is uh, 27 years old, and she's got cerebral palsy. Uh, She was diagnosed when she was about nine months old. Well, her mom and dad said, hey, we are we are going to make sure she lives the fullest life possible. She's confined to a wheelchair. Um, she is somewhat verbal. Um, she can see and everything. And she's sharp. She knows what's going on. She's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, she's paying attention. She catches things. She's got a great sense of humor. And um, she started fishing when she was three years old. And then um, as she got a little bit older, she started hunting. Uh, Turkey was Mm -hmm. her first hunt. And then um, about probably four or five years ago, she went on her first deer hunt. That's incredible. And she's able to trigger the weapon herself with a sucking tube Mm -hmm. that's connected to the gun. Yeah. For those of you at home, I mean, she is confined to a wheelchair, and they have adapted that wheelchair to do all of the activities that she wants to do. She's got a track chair Mm -hmm. that uh, Swolefest, which is an organization, they donated the track chair to her Mm -hmm. as well as a trailer so they could haul it wherever they go. And when she found out that she had won that track chair, she, well, she says, I wailed. She cried. Mm. She was so touched uh, that they would be willing to do that. And it changed her life in the outdoors without a doubt. So Mm -hmm. she's hunted all over the country, elk, mule deer, sheep, um, turkey. Wow. I think she she shows a picture at the... Backwood, mm-hmm. she's got a bigger elk than all. all well, and I tell you like, what, she's done more than I have. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she is. is passionate too. She's mm-hmm. just not doing. I mean, she literally loves it. She gets buck fever, and I mean, you guys know this already. But you know, we have we've got the opportunity to take some kids hunting on several occasions, and you think you're kind of doing for them, but those kids teach us more than mm-hmm. we could ever oh, teach man. them. Just mm-hmm. the, you know, they're they're an inspiration, and you know, there's. 
they don't take no for an answer. I mean, they're going to get it done. And that sheer joy that sometimes we, we lose in the pursuit of all that we're doing, just the sheer joy that you can see on a child's face when they mm. catch the fish, oh, yeah. when they shoot the deer, whatever. It's like, man, for a second, I almost forgot, and you brought it back yes, home. Right. Well, and it makes you want to just take other going. people out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it's it's better to experience it with somebody else, in my opinion, than um, doing it yourself. It's it's. Well, I cool. think you met Wesley at the back. Yeah, I met show. Wesley. Yeah, yeah. So we took him. It's what two years ago, right? Is that picture here? He's a hoot, by the way. No, we don't have that picture. Well, and you said that it's he somewhere. and Kenzie were the were yeah, they were the, the, top, they were they the, were the yeah. show yeah. at the Backwoods show. Yeah, we took him two years ago. He shot a doe. It was like 110 degrees the first year, but last year we took him, and I I got to be in the blind with him and film it all. It was the best. I've been on a lot of hunts. That was the best hunt. His reaction. He he shot a buck. Um, me, him, and a guy who kind of really helped put it all together. Um, but yeah, it was it was incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you're not helping them. They're they're helping you. Well, the little boy up here, uh, he's got one leg. There, girls. His name's Aiden, and we took him, and uh, you know he had cancer, and 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 just seeing his attitude, and 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 again, he comes in. Time he leaves. I mean, we're we're a changed bunch. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I would encourage anyone if you get the opportunity to take these people hunting. I mean, and even last week, the veteran or, or a month ago, mm -hmm. whatever it was, is. And, and you guys, you know, do an incredible job with that, but it it will change your heart. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I guess kind of going forward, what's uh, what's next? Y'all just gonna keep doing what you're doing? Or so, you yeah. So uh, just for anyone that doesn't know, the the outdoor life that that I do and that Tess does, it's sponsored by Academy, mm -hmm. and uh, they try to get us just to do different activities, just mm -hmm. try something new, do it with someone, show us how to do it from start to finish, and we're always trying to keep it fresh. I mean, I would love to go deer hunting for every single episode, but mm -hmm. they, that is frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. They they make us do different things, so we're constantly thinking of new new things to do, uh, accessible activities, and so um, you know, I haven't done any. Uh, bird hunting on any of my segments yet so that's kind of what I want to maybe get into um, there's all sorts of activities I might even try uh, kite surfing on Lake Hefner it's a huh. thing yeah if you want to see me flop <laughs> it'll probably be in a future story well, well, hey I, I, got, I got a deal for these girls I, and I, we're going to take a vote on this all right this is what I'm going to do so first of all I'm going to set the stage here our turkey population is way down y'all mm -hmm. know that right mm -hmm. y'all know why well, there's a number of factors. Well, I know, pin it down. That'd I, be great. But, but I know now. <laughs> I have a strong pig-headed opinion. And one of them is predators. And, and one of the biggest is we have these truck cameras out. We're getting like 30 to 40 coons. So have y'all ever heard of, and I would be willing to take y'all, and we'll film it, you call in coons. No. I've done it. It's unreal. You've called in coons? Yes. Yeah. I mean, wow. they come mad. You know, you they stick your Fox Pro call. out there. They'll come tackle the call. I mean, just... Oh my God! What's the call? Like, that's it. He just yeah, did it. Just, that's it, it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I that's heard. A, that's my dad. <laughs> I that's heard two coons fighting in the woods during turkey season this last year, and I knew exactly what it was, but I'd never heard it in real life. And I was Whoa. like, Matt, there's two coons fighting over there, and he was like, I know, it's crazy. Well, we we never so filmed cool. the episode, but I think I oh, think that would be a, you know, and that would be something new for y'all. Yeah. But that that is, and and I want to make sure the viewer knows is, I mean, you're doing a big service because first of all, I, I mentioned coon hunting earlier. We used to kill coons, but there's no, I think it's three dollars now if you skin one out. So no one's doing it's it. It's not worth it. No, mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. getting in these turkey nests so bad. And like I said, I got pictures I can show you. There's thirty to forty in one oh, picture. Oh gosh, dang. Yeah. 
So, oh, I'm down. Yeah. And it would, yeah, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Watching those things, like, they'll crawl out of their little holes in the tree oh, and just... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, they'll attack. It's intense. <laughs> I get scared easily. I don't know if I told y'all that. <laughs> we'll give you a bow. Yeah. <laughs> help! Help! What about you, Tess? What other activities do you want to go do? Oh, goodness. Well, I want to go bear hunting again. Mm-hmm. And I want to go elk hunting. Yep. <laughs> and I want to go antelope. I mean, antelope hunting. Um of course, I've got turkeys on the brain now. So um, moving forward, I mean, any opportunity that comes up, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say no to yeah. it. Sandhill Crane is, is <laughs> oh, kind of my personal yes. bucket list. And I've tried the last two years, and I just got to get my act together this year and, and plan ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great planner, unfortunately. Yeah. So Ribeye of the sky. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know where to go and what to do. I just, you know, life kind of comes at you oh. fast. And well, then you're like, ah. Oh, I was supposed to do this two months ago and I never made the call or I forgot. We don't plan anything. We just, <laughs> you just show Jeff's up. just like, you want to go somewhere today? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, <laughs> even if we plan something, I'll walk in, I'll be, I'll be on Monday, I'll bring him in here and be like, all right, listen, we got to get this show done. We got 46 episodes to produce. We need, I need you doing this, this, and this. And the next day I come in, I'm like, Y'all go to Kansas and go shed hunting? <laughs> you go fishing? <laughs> and we always say yes. That makes, that makes life fun, though, yeah. right? Well, and that makes the job well, fun. It's fun until there's deadlines. Yeah. When well, the well, they the know me, too, so well, because, you know, I'll have that attitude, and they'll walk in and Coke be like, um, you need some new clubs. You want to go buy you some clubs, and then we'll go golfing? <laughs> that actually just happened. <laughs> and it worked. It's like super motivated, and then yeah. one day just yeah. to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing we'll talk, we talked about a little bit earlier was our pro staff, our woodsmen. Uh, guys, you want to kind of explain it? I don't know if they know exactly what it is. Well, yeah, as we wrap up, I want it to, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about it, but we have like 37 different people come into this uh, three-day event. 37 different people. Or th- 300 me. people. <laughs> 300 people, 37 different states, people coming in from, uh, it's April 27, 28th, 29th, right here in Chandler, our Sparks, I guess, but mm-hmm. we... Uh, we host all our sponsors come in. Academy is the title sponsor. Um, they are the title sponsor of our show and everything. But we, it's kind of like girls. We we've given a chance for someone to have a dream. You know, along the way, you know, I told you I worked my tail end off and it wasn't easy. And I was, you know, I got divorced over it. I, all this stuff. But there was people that helped me along the way. So I wanted to be able to say, okay, these guys got a dream, and how do they get there? And to give them an opportunity to come learn and to film, and we teach them how to film, and then give them a chance that we have, you know, now we have, y'all might not know, but we have Buck Ventures on national TV, on Outdoor Channel, and we have the Woodsman on Sportsman Channel. So we give them that opportunity to film. And um, it's just been unbelievable letting them come in, and, and it's almost like a church camp in a sense. We just become this one family. Mm-hmm. We teach them how to hunt. We, you know, show them all these different things. All the sponsors roll in. And, uh, you know, we'd love for you guys to, to come a day and, yeah. and, and um, you know, be a part of that. I know, I don't, how many Oklahoma people do we have? A lot. Probably 90. 90? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about those long-range shots. I'm interested in that. How, I, I how long range? Yeah. Well, we don't get into two. I, we would want to shoot further, but no, he'll probably have it at 300 yards mm-hmm. and but just, you know, we'll shoot muzzleloaders, rifles, whatever. Vortex will be there. There's just a lot of good. You said you just love knowledge. Mm-hmm. You want to talk the very best. Mm-hmm. And then the Botech will be there, and they'll be teaching the very best Excalibur crossbows. It brings me to this. I was going to ask you, are both y'all, do y'all shoot bows? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Killed any big bucks with a bow? No. No. Well, I've killed yes. some nice bucks with my crossbow, with my compound bow. I'm still working on it. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, <laughs> That's my it. my top goal, number one bucket list 
the one thing I want to do more than anything is get a mature buck with my compound bow. It's going it to happen. It just takes practice. We're oh, not, my gosh. <laughs> I, I want to ask a question, but you can't say it on air, but we're going to see what bow she's shooting after we get off air. And we, <laughs> we might be like, hey. <laughs> If you switch, you might well, shoot one. Here's the yeah. thing, too. It's well, you know, I have no formal training. You know, it's just my husband and me shooting in the backyard. So, you know, I may be shooting it all wrong. Now, I am like 75% on the deer that I've shot. It's mm-hmm. been doe um, mm-hmm. that I've shot with my compound. So I feel confident as long as I've put in the practice because mm-hmm. that's the thing with a bow. You have to practice. Oh, sure. so you guys know I've watched you out there flinging the arrows from like 70 yards. Well, I. Uh... I was thinking about this earlier. We were talking about, you know, I get it. Somebody comes up to you, oh, Lacey, oh, Tess, give me your autograph. You know, I, I get that. You know, you girls are famous. But sometimes we'll get somebody to ask us for an autograph, and I'll be like, did you just see me on that one last episode? I missed that deer at 19 yards and, you know, <laughs> did this and that. And, I, you know, I'm like, we shoot deer for a living. You know that, right? <laughs> but. but that's what hunting is. Yes. And you have to – I'm glad that you show the failures in addition to your successes, because yeah. that makes you relatable. I mean, sure. you've heard it before. If you've never missed a deer, you haven't been hunting long enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's hard, but it happens. Well, we don't show all his misses. We just we show a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> we there's show more, most there's of more we can show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need to do a highlight reel of just yeah. Jeff misses. <laughs> oh, too. no, it's so weird. I'll be at some trade show, you know, back east and have this line, and they come up, and you're like, boy, I shot this buck, I shot this buck, and they go, well, I really like Remember that, that one, one time you missed? missed? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what. I'm like, gosh. Yeah, but you see that I shot a big one too. Yeah. But it yeah. makes like knowing that, I'm like, I feel better. I'm like, okay, mm. Jeff Danker, who is like, yeah. he's been doing this for a long time. He's a pro. He misses too. He's not perfect. So I feel better. No. If you don't believe it, just email me and I can <laughs> Well, you know, and, and girls, I'm going to tell you, and, and you, you're not there yet. You're not near as old as me, but. And this is something for people. So, you know, all along, you guys, you, so you bow hunt, you know, you're, you're clicking on your little loop, whatever. And then the other is I always had a sight that I could I could dial. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden a deer would be coming in, I'd be like, okay, he's 42, and I'd dial him in and kill him. Well, my eyes started to go, oh. you know, so I can still see. I don't have contacts or nothing. But as far as low light, like, you know, when, when mm-hmm. I have to shoot one a lot of times, so I had to switch to a thumb release mainly because I couldn't find the loop anymore. Mm-hmm. So in other words, a big buck's coming, and I'm like... Fiddling <laughs> almost, yeah. So yeah. I, now I got that. The other thing, I had to switch to a three-pin sight. I can still dial him if it's daylight, but now I have to go 20, 30, 40, and then know that, okay, if i got to shoot him at 55, I'm not moving because I, I can you know I can not be able to see those little... Yeah. Little, you know how real that is that you just admitted oh, that, though? Know, but, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Truly, yeah. though. Well, I've, I've never worked the dial before, mm-hmm. but... When I see other people do it, I'm like, oh, I would be in the stand. And be like, <laughs> I mean, I just can't. I can't. Like, yeah. if I have time to see a deer come in and get, yeah. I'm, I am just, I can't control it. Yeah. Now, if it's a fast, <laughs> if it's a fast situation, I'm calm, and then I'm afterward, That's I just yeah. can't so stop awesome. moving. Yeah. And still, I mean, after 11 years, I'm still, it's still the exact well, same. Well, if it ever goes away, I, and I mean, me, I can control it somewhat, but it, even right after I shoot, I'm just, I'm lit up. I mean. You know, I missed this one this year. <laughs> I mean, like a chip shot. I mean, he's coming, and, and I just, I just, wh- I actually hit him, and he jumps, and I had a decoy there, and he jumps, and then he comes back to decoy, like, did you just do that, Joey? We, or, did you bite me? Yeah. And then, I, so I had to get another one and, and finally get him killed, but I'm just like, gosh, how stupid can you be? But you got a and second shot, so stupid. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Cole's like, I think you must hit the blind. I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. 
That's what we'll tell everybody. <laughs> he did not hit the blind. Uh, well, you got any other questions? Or we'll, we can wrap it up. Well, I just want to say, girls, keep doing what you're doing and uh, know that, you know, down here in Chandler, Podunk, we're, we're watching and, and we're promoting you girls and we, we really, really appreciate you guys and, and just your heart. Um, and we're here in the battle with you to help others, um, to get people in the outdoors. I, one of y'all said it earlier, the best is get them off the couch, get them off the video game. And, um, and again, I just believe God can do so much more. And it's back to, you know, there's a lot of new things and there's a lot of new age, whatever you want to call it. And there's some good things, but there's a lot that we we're leaving behind in the old school that mm -hmm. you guys are really making a difference. Thanks Thank for the you. opportunity yeah. to come on here and, mm -hmm. and talk. And one big thing, you know, we're not great hunters, but we love to hunt and we love talking about it. And I think that's better sometimes than being a, a great hunter is we're just real, you yeah, know, and sometimes an it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? <laughs> but we always have right. fun. Yeah. Well, and even with that, I'll say this, is back even when I had Major League Bowner, that show is Never Stop Learning. And I mm -hmm. I think that is where I'm at today is I'm, I'm, I've not got it all figured out. I mean, you know, I say, tell Cole and Chancey and the guys all the time, I mean, if you look at what we do, you know, it's like baseball, right? You're a baseball, you're you're a batter, and you're you're hitting 260, and they consider that pretty good. So that means you're failing 74 percent of the time. Well, you take that beyond hunting, mm -hmm. and I go out and hunt these big bucks, and I might kill what co if I have a great year, four bucks, four out of 100 something days of. Wow. And so, how many times did I fail? <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that's what I would tell everyone. Now, again, I don't chalk them all up as failure because I'm learning along the way, yeah. and you know, I've just talked about my miss and this and that. So to me, a great hunter. I don't know if there's such a thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. I mean, I think we love it. And, and yeah, we uh, some days, I mean, that day that you get him, right? You get him and, and you're like, golly. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just shot the biggest buck, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I mean, because we did it this year. We hunted from September 1. September 1. September 1 to November 6th before I shot a buck. Wow. Oh. And you oh. know, the whole world's watching, right? All my sponsors, and it's like, what's Danker done? What's, the, you know, and you're, before long, you're just kind of like, yeah, it's like a different world <laughs> yeah. for you yeah. because you're doing it for yeah, and your the job. Pressure. And, and then so I shoot this deer November 6th, and it all came together. I'm like, I put the decoy here. It did exactly what I said. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, it's November 7th. And we're like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, all that's right. right. Yep. So. Um, well, y'all be sure to catch uh, or to keep up with uh, Tess and Lacey. So it's at Lacey Lowry, right? Yes. On Instagram uh -huh. and Facebook. Yep. At Tess Monty. Yep. Um, Watch them on Channel 6, Channel 9, Mornings. Yeah, Mornings, mornings. both of us, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for coming on. And yeah, this was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, we Thanks might for... have to have you all back on a year or something. We'll get you all, get, get this coon deal going. Maybe we can <laughs> yeah. have one on yeah. that. Be like, sure. What happened to your finger, Lacey? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> luckily, I've still got nine others. <laughs> as long as it's not this ring finger. Yeah. Right? Oh, you you got to show that. that. <laughs> Look right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blinging out hey, over here. Thank you guys for supporting women in the outdoors. Jeff, I know you got two daughters mm -hmm. at home. So, mm -hmm. well, one, yeah, one, right, one yeah. is left don't, the nest. Don't make me sorry, cry. sorry. <laughs> but that that is part of this puzzle is supporting mm -hmm. women in the outdoors and not looking at us like we're some aliens in this industry. Mm -hmm. uh, we are just as much part of it as anybody else, and our hearts are in it just like anybody else, and we love it. So, thank you for yes, that support absolutely. and for giving us this and chance. And we'll continue to have that. I mean, we have like 40 some girls that ride on our pro staff, and That's one awesome. of them we just hired on staff, uh, Whitney Reed. So, she will, you know, I know she's, I think she met y'all maybe at the show. But she's a big fan of y'all's, and and again, we're we're right with you. We want to promote it. 
um, for so many ways that we've just talked about, and I think it will continue to grow, and I'm not ready to let the outdoors go by the wayside. So y'all keep it up. And, and yeah, if y'all need anything from us, just let us know. Thank we, you. We can do our best. Yeah, so. Just some of those big bucks. Yeah. Yeah, come, I might get <laughs> can fired. Can you mail them to us? Y'all come hunt. I might get fired, but y'all just come hunt us places. Tie them up to a tree and tell us where it is, Okay. <laughs> No, I actually I talked to Tess, but yeah, seriously, I would uh, I would definitely consider that in the future having y'all to come out. I think it would be a great time. Bring your hubbies and and um, you know we can go up to you know what the blindfold you going in. <laughs> I understand that. Hey, when I take you noodle and we're gonna do the there same go. thing. Yeah. yeah, you may not have to worry about me, but no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. sure it's safe for me to cut out. <laughs> so. Well, uh, thanks, guys. That yeah. was fun. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Episode 5 of Between the Brows. Remember, as we always say, shoot by sight and walk by faith.